But now, Bathsheba, she is different. My God, she is a woman. Which is why she seems untouchable to me. And not only because she is married. All of a sudden she stirs. Has the water cooled down? Go away, she says with her back to me. It seems that shame is not in her nature. She moves the big sponge around her neck into one armpit, then another, knowing full well I cannot take my eyes off her. I cannot help but notice the bubbles of soap sliding slowly down, all the way down, then around her slippery curves. She may be the one in the tub, but contrary to my expectations, I am the one trapped. Go back to your place, sir, to that skyscraper thing of yours. She points carelessly in the direction of the window at the top of my tower. What she should be saying is, Your Majesty, or My Lord, rather than Sir. But at this turn of events, I hardly wish to correct her. So she goes on to say, And Sir? Yes, I say eagerly. No need to hide behind that curtain up there, says Bathsheba. What? You think I haven't noticed? You think I care? I know you don't, I say gloomily. Feeling uninvited should not come as a surprise to me, but somehow it does. Hell, what was I thinking? That she will accept me with open arms like every other girl I know? I kneel down by her side, which forces me to adjust the crown because it is now tilting on my head. In profile, her lashes hang over her cheek and the shadow flutters. Bathsheba brings her hand to her lips and ever so gently blows off a bubble. It comes off the palm of her hand, then swirls around in the evening breeze, becoming more iridescent until its glassy membrane thins out, and then, pop, nothing is left but thin air. Leave me be, she says, stretching her arms lazily as if to prepare for a yawn. You may watch me from up there all day long if that's the kind of thing you like. You sure put on a good show. I never imagined a woman could pose so many different ways in a small tub. Well, if you must know, it's quite a ritual. It takes a lot to purify the mind. And the body, too. Yes, says Bathsheba. A lot of hard work. Apparently so, say I. A lot of time, too. Oh, go away already. She waves a hand at me. Still, without as much as a glance in my direction. To make matters worse, she turns away. I can feel your eyes in my back. Just stop it. Stop watching me. I am grateful to you, I say, for every moment of it. To which she utters a sigh, barely containing her boredom. Then, on a whim, she plunges underwater nearly all the way, so all that remains above the foamy surface is the little embroidered towel wrapped around her head. After several evenings of watching her from afar, I still have no idea if her hair is curled or straight, red or brown. I have painted her in my mind several different ways already, each time more beautiful than the other. By now, it matters little to me. She is so sexy. She might as well be bald. When she comes back up. What? She says. You still here? 
What's the point of going up there, I say, hearing a slight tone of complaint in my voice. Hope she does not think me childish. That would be devastating. With a hint of a smile, she asks, What does that mean? What's the point? So I say, You would seem too small from above. Really, says Bathsheba. I thought I spotted you standing by your window with your sword aimed at me. To which I explain, I could not see a thing through the glass. It became cloudy or something. At this time of day, even though it is only the beginning of summer, it is much too steamy in the office. She rolls her eyes. I've had it with men. I can find nothing to say, and perhaps there is no need to. She can tell, can't she, how desperately I ache for her. My life is scandal-free at the moment, she says. It feels nice for a change.